When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, and I am your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast as a part of the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Welcome back. It's Wednesday. Happy Hump Day, everyone. We have a lot to talk about. We know in the second half we're going to dive headfirst into the mailbag segment. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about in terms of news. No, it's not as crazy as it was prior to Monday's show which I have to go back and reference. If you missed Monday's show, the Monday Morning Conversation had Kevin Smith, who you've probably heard on our network before. He has a Friday show every day, every Friday at noon with Brian Davis. The Here We Go Steelers show had him on my Monday Morning Conversation talking about the free agents, talking about players that have been signed, players that were lost, what it means for the direction of the Steelers show. If you missed that show, go back and check it out. Now, before we get into the crux of this podcast, I do want to talk about some news Coming up. So, first and foremost, it, the Steelers did have some coaching changes. We knew that was going to happen. And you think about the the coaches they lost this offseason. You Blaine Stewart, assistant wide receivers coach. Yes, it's just an assistant wide receivers coach, but typically you got to replace that person. You lose uh, Coach Mitchell. Mitch, you know, obviously the longtime assistant coach, defensive line coach, he retires. You lose Brian Flores, defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. So, or he goes to be the defensive coordinator. So what are they doing? Uh, Jerry Olsavsky, he leaves. We know Aaron Curry comes in on the inside. They decide to promote from within. I know, a shocker, right? But here's who they they promote. Denzel Martin to outside linebackers coach. Okay, so this is a guy who is an assistant 
outside linebackers coach. They also bring in Jason Brooks as the defensive quality control coach. To give you a quick rundown, Brooks was with the Baltimore Ravens. And this is kind of Mike Tollin poaching a coach from a division rival. He has spent the last two seasons with the Ravens, but in total he spent six seasons doing a bunch of different things like football analyst, defensive line quality control coach, offensive quality control coach, and even an offensive assistant. Now, Martin, on the other hand, he has spent the last four seasons as the team's assistant outside linebackers coach and has spent the last eight with the organization prior to being named outside linebackers coach. So he started his coaching career as a scouting assistant in 2016, moved all the way up the coaching ladder to where he is now as the as outside linebackers coach. It's going to be interesting to see how Martin handles this role. You know, he's filling in not just for Brian Flores, but Keith Butler, this is what he used to do. Keith Butler was the outside linebackers coach. He was the guy that would orchestrate the pass rush. Jeffrey Benedict, he illustrates this perfectly two weeks ago, talking about how great he was, Keith Butler that is, at dialing up these blitzes, freeing up TJ Watt to get those one-on-ones. That's really important, really key. So we'll see how this looks. We have no idea. We have no idea, but they bring in two other coaches. I also want to talk about James Pierre. James Pierre, I didn't realize this at the time, He's a He was a restricted free agent, and so was J.C. Hassenauer. Teams had to come to terms with these restricted free agents before the new league year began. The Steelers did not. That meant that they did not tender these restricted free agents, which meant those players were now free agents. They signed James Pierre to a one-year contract on Tuesday. He is staying within the system. Say what you want about him as a cornerback. He does have value as special teams. And I think he's also has value as a depth piece as a cornerback. So James Pierre is sticking around. Last thing I want to talk about here in terms of news, Dave Schofield, as he always does, has done a great job uh, breaking down the salary cap. We kind of have some numbers when it comes to Larry Ogunjobi's contract numbers as well as Isaac Sumalo estimated numbers. Dave says that the approximate salary cap space is roughly $10.3 million for the Steelers. That's not bad, right? $10.3 approximate, that's a, it's a lot of money. A lot of people are thinking, okay, that's great. Well, then Dave followed this article up, and it was a great way to do it. He followed it up with, well, at the same time, you're looking at a situation where the Steelers do have to keep some money to roll over. They have to pay for injured players. They have to sign their draft class. In other words, the Steelers are going to have to free up some more space if they want to go out and sign someone else. So while you might see that number at overthecap.com or you might see that at Sport Rack, you might be like, man, this is great. The Steelers can go out and do all this stuff. They do have to keep some money in the bank so that they they have money to be able to maneuver their way throughout an actual regular season. So keep that in mind. So speaking of free agents, speaking of those contracts that I just mentioned and alluded to when referring to Dave's articles, for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, that website still exists. I wanted to talk about how I feel like with the, the fan base, and I try to keep my finger on the pulse of the fan base. I wanted to say that a lot of fans are just so enamored with the defense. I get it. I get it because when you look at the free agent acquisitions, they're mainly on the defensive side of the ball. Patrick Peterson, cornerback. Cole Holcomb, Holcomb linebacker. Larry Ogunjobi, defensive line. DeMonte KZ, safety. Alandon Roberts, linebacker. You all see where I'm going with this. The majority of the players that were added were on the defensive side of the ball. 
They were the, it's anyone with a brain also knows that the Steelers' glaring vacancies and weaknesses were on the defensive side of the ball. What I'm here to say today is that while everyone should be a little bit pumped up about the defense, to me, Steeler fans should be excited for the offense in 2023. And this isn't so much just about free agent acquisitions. They've only added two players on the defensive side on the offensive side of the ball as of this being recorded. Those are both offensive guards. We're talking about Nate Herbig and we're talking about Isaac Suamalo. Those two players, that's it. So while it's easy to get excited over the defensive additions, to me, in my opinion, it's the offense which should get the fans' juices flowing a little bit. Let's take a look at everything from a global perspective with the Steelers' offense, and why should you be excited? That's the question. I'm telling you you should be excited, but you might be saying, I don't know, Jeff, should I really be excited about this? It's It kind of seems like it's status quo. To me, this is not status quo, especially with the offensive line. This is anything but status quo with the offensive line. Think about since that, I would call it legendary because I thought it was a fantastic offensive line. When you had Alejandro Villanueva at left tackle, you had Ramon Foster at left guard, Marquise Pouncey at center, uh, David DeCastro at right guard, and then Marcus Gilbert at right tackle. When you had that great lineup, that offensive line, that five person, they were so tight-knit. They were friends off the, off the field. Like, these guys were it. Think about what happened after they started to leave. So Marcus Gilbert leaves. They eventually get Chooks for who's been a mainstay, and he just signed that new deal prior to last season. But then you have David DeCastro leave. You don't really fill that spot until last season with James Daniels. Ramon Foster, you know, left guard, you don't really fill that spot either. Kevin Dotson tries, never really claims that position. Marquise Pouncey decides to retire, and we laughed about this on Monday's show, Kevin Smith and I, that Ben Roethlisberger's last center in the National Football League was Kendrick Green, a failed project as a third-round pick. And then left tackle, once Alejandro Villanueva left, it was Dan Moore Jr. as a rookie. This is kind of like the, what is it? And last season, it was awful at times, preseason especially, but then it turned into something pretty good. And I didn't see that coming, but no one, and I mean no one, saw this offensive line playing as a group for as long as they did. All five players playing predominantly every single snap. Mason Cole missed some times. Uh, I think Chooks for missed a play. That was it. They all played. Like That doesn't happen in the National Football League. Friendly fire, players getting rolled up on. like That happens every week, and yet somehow the Steelers avoided that last year. So when you think about the status quo, it's just kind of been like this patchwork line the entire time. Ben Roethlisberger's final years, patchwork line, hey, Ben, try to make it happen. Last year, Kenny Pickett gets thrown into the fire. Hey, kid, it's going to get better, but we've got to work through it. I don't think this is status quo anymore. I really don't. They are looking, and I say they, I'm talking about Omar Khan and Andy Weedle. They are looking at quality depth. So when you think about J.C. Hasnauer, I mentioned how he was not tendered. That means he's a free agent right now, and that means he might not be back this year. Everyone just kind of assumes. Kendrick Green, everyone thinks, well, he's a third-round pick. He's going to be back. There's no guarantee that he'll be back either. And so what you're finding is that with Herbig and Suamalo coming on board as the guards, 
they are now having quality depth on the interior of the offensive line. This is forging a new identity. This is not just status quo. This is not, well, there's a guy out there. He's got some experience uh, that, you know, we'll just, we'll try to kick the tires on this guy one last time. This isn't that. This is not that. And it's one of those situations where I don't care. I had someone comment. This was actually, I think, on Facebook, which you can find us on Steel Curtain Network on Facebook. Go give us a follow. I appreciate it. But still, someone said, well, oh, this is all Weedle. Khan's not doing anything but contract stuff. Who cares? Who cares who's doing it? The the biggest part of this whole process is that they are getting it done. I don't care if it's Weedle. I don't care if it's Khan. I don't care if it's Tomlin. I don't care if it's Art Rooney II. Just get the job done. Just get the job done. Get back to the playoffs, win a playoff game, make a deep run, and build a team that can have sustained success. We're talking about a championship contender for years to come. That's what we all want. So who cares who gets the credit? They're all working for the same team, literally, (laughs) absolutely literally. So what I wanted to do, I wanted to look at the offense in 2023 as it stands right now to give you a, a glimpse as to why you should be excited. So you look at the offensive line. This is heading into the, this is pre-draft, folks. So calm yourself down. If you want them to draft a tackle, that's fine. They might. I would probably say they probably should, but still, here we go. Left more, left, left more. Left tackle, Dan Moore Jr. Left guard, I'm going to say it's Suamalo. Starter right now over Kevin Dotson. Center is Mason Cole. Right guard is James Daniels. Right tackle is Chuk Sikorafor. And I've got Herbig as the primary depth piece on the interior. If you're thinking that Ken, Kendra Green's going to get cut, I probably would disagree with you unless they sign a center, or not not sign a center, but draft a center. Kendrick Green's going to have value the fact that he can play center. You don't want him to play center, but he can. He did it for a whole season his rookie year. So if the Steelers go out and they draft a center, let's say it's it's a higher draft pick, one of the top 50, then I think the writing's on the wall that Kendrick Green's probably gone. Nonetheless, that starting five, I like it. I honestly do. Yes, you can, you can complain about Dan Moore Jr. and you can complain about Chooks, but that interior – That's a good interior. Then you go to quarterback. We know Kenny Pickett. We know Najee Harris at running back. And we know Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Calvin Austin III, and even Anthony Miller as a potential wide receiver core if they don't add to that core, whether it's in free agency with a veteran or through the draft like they always do. What is happening here? And I hope you all are seeing this because what you're seeing, what I'm seeing, is getting me excited. And so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to convey this excitement to you The listener, this offensive line is creating an identity, something that Kevin Smith talked about on Monday. They're tough. They're not going to be pushed around anymore. This isn't a finesse group. This is a we are going to line up. We are going to punch you in the mouth. Now, is that Chooks Okorafor's MO? No, it is not his MO. Nonetheless, Daniels can do it. Cole can do it. And we know that Suamalo can do it. And if they can't do it, Herbig can do it because that's a big boy. He's aggressive. Nasty Nate is his nickname for a reason. I didn't give him that, by the way. Someone else did, and I love it. I freaking love that nickname, Nasty Nate. Get them on the field. But they are absolutely building a roster that is capable of being dominant at the point of attack. I'm talking about in the trenches. Think back to last season. How many times did we, as a fan base, myself as a fan, you as the listener, 
talk about how, gosh darn it, these this is the trenches. You're seeing them getting dominated. Think back to week eight last year, Philly. At Philly, the Eagles manhandled the Steelers on both sides of the ball in the trenches. And we all bemoaned the fact that boy, it would be great to see the Steelers do that, wouldn't it? They are building a roster to do that. Now, with the roster being capable, and yes, you still have to go through the draft, but with the roster being capable, the next step is that, well, you have to have the coaching and the execution. We can argue till we're blue in the face whether Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin are those guys, but for this year, they're those guys. And so this is why it's exciting, though. I look at this young offense. I forgot Pat Frymuth when I listed everybody. I can't believe I did that. I forgot the tight end. When you look at this whole offensive line, gained so much experience last year, and you bring all this experience in in terms of Suamala, who played 20 games last year, was in a Super Bowl for the Eagles. Then you add the young, the youth, and the talent on the skill position. Shoot, I'm excited for this offense. You should be excited for this offense. I want to see what these guys can do when it matters the most. And I think they're building something great. I think they're building something that is a little bit more capable than anyone's giving them credit for. And all they got to do is hit the draft, get those draft picks. And I think we're going to see this team really blossom offensively in 2023. Hope you're excited because I know I am. All right, in the second half of the show, you know what we do on Wednesdays. It's time for the mailbag. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Steeler fans, it is that time on Tuesday on my Twitter account. I put out the question that I'm asking for questions. We need questions for the mailbag, and you all didn't disappoint. I'm still using the other side, the other guy gifts because I, I love that movie. It's, it's literally become one of my favorite movies. But let's get this show on the road. Matt D, he asked a couple questions. Thoughts on a Timmons-esque selection of Nolan Smith and moving him to inside linebacker. I want to make something very clear. Lawrence Timmons was a linebacker. And it still took him plenty of time to get accustomed to the NFL game. If you're asking, even if it's a top-tier athlete like a Nolan Smith, to come into the league and to switch positions, that is going to take even more time. The Steelers need players that can play now. Every team needs players that can play now. It's not that I'm against this. I just don't think it will happen based on the fact that it would just take too long. So I'm going to say no. 
but I'm sure there's plenty of people that disagree with me. Joshua Petrick says, is it just me or are folks hating extra on Dan Moore? He definitely got better as the season went along. Now, if one of the top three maulers are available at 17, the pick makes sense. But I feel shoring up the interior and running effectively will help a lot more than folks will think. Well, Joshua, I hope you enjoyed the first half. That's kind of where I was going at with this thing. They want to build this running game. They want to build an offensive line that is going to punch you in the mouth. And Dan Moore is a great run blocker. He might struggle in pass blocking. He's a great run blocker. If they could somehow merge Jukes Okorafor and Dan Moore together, boy, wouldn't that be a great tackle. But they can't, so they got to deal with what they have. He says two years left on his rookie deal. If the Steelers don't get a tackle in the draft this year, they might be able to find one next year. But I don't think, like you said, to give you credit, if one of those top if one of those top tackles were to fall, I think they make the pick. Evan Henderson asks on the on the get up show on ESPN, I don't even know what that is. Dan Orlovsky said the Steelers need to sign Odell Beckham Jr. I don't believe they will or should, but do you think they should consider a veteran wide receiver to help the young wide receivers? I saw that someone suggested they get OBJ, and I'm not for it. I just don't think that's what they need right now. We've seen the bad side of Odell Beckham Jr. when he was with the Cleveland Browns. I don't want any part of that. Odell Beckham Jr., great player, coming off an ACL, not so young anymore. I want a veteran wide receiver, but I don't want that. I want a guy that's more of a Jericho Cotri type than a Odell Beckham Jr. type. So, in less less of a Dante Moncrief, please. Ryan Good asks, do you have any other free agent moves you would like to see get done before the draft? Yes, I do. Sign Terrell Edmonds. Please, Steelers, sign that guy. Sign Terrell Edmonds, and I will say you can be done until after the draft. Don't worry about a thing. Don't worry about QB3. You don't need to worry about QB3 right now. Don't worry about a wide receiver either. Like If they don't get a wide receiver in free agency, like I just said, I'm okay if they do. If you don't, I don't care. Go get Terrell Edmonds. Tell Omar Khan to put the books away until after the draft, and I am fine with it. Good question. David Briggs. Hey, Jeff, congratulations on SCN finally getting off the handcuffs of SB Nation. Are there powers that be you guys answer to or are you, Dave and Brian, the captains of the ship for all these other networks? That's a great thank you, David, for the congratulations. The Steel Curtain Network is off the ground, and so is Fans First Sports Network. Um, no, we are not the we are not the technical captain of the ship. There is someone who, and I don't know if he wants his name to be out there, so I'm not going to say it on the air. But he is kind of the the quarterback. But we would be three of the main guys that are helping to run and to really drive this entire network and all these other podcast networks that we have now. So great question. Thank you for inquiring. I hope you all check out some of our other podcasts for other teams uh, that we have on the network. Corey Eckenrod said, okay, Jeff, all the stars aligned in the first round of the draft and Pittsburgh takes Joey Porter Jr. at 17. You are Omar Khan and have half the league calling you about number 32. Over all night and into the wee hours of the morning, you're taking calls. What's your minimum demand in return if you choose to trade it? This is going to be one of, I think this might be the first real test of Omar Khan in terms of his tenure as the general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the reason why, yes, he's going to be taking calls for that 32nd pick. 
and you have to say, well, is he going to get enough? The one thing that he has that he's already orchestrated that makes me think that this guy's not going to give up this pick without getting something that they feel is extremely valuable is the Chase Claypool trade. No one thought they could get a second-round pick for Chase Claypool, yet he did. And I guarantee you he leveraged the Green Bay Packers because they were in on it too to get that second-round pick. So if he's going to give up 32, okay, so if he's going to do a pick 32, give it up to wait forever. It's got to be something big. I would say it's got to be someone that wants to move up like five or six spots. You're only moving back a little bit. And then give me another primary give me another third round pick or something like that that's going to be really 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 important on my part if he stays he stays but I, I trust him I'm going to trust him after the the Chase Claypool trade Eric asks you on a scale from one to ten how upset are you with Kenny for golfing shirtless also would you prefer signing a veteran offensive skill player like a wide receiver or addressing it in the draft okay let me let me answer the second part first and then I'll go back and answer the first one the second part, would I prefer signing a veteran offensive skill player? I would, but I don't think they need to address it before the draft. In other words, unless there's a wide receiver out there that they really covet, and I used this example last Thursday on the preview, and he ended up signing with the Carolina Panthers, but it was Adam Thielen. Unless it was an Adam Thielen that you like, man, this guy could really be beneficial, not just in the locker room, but also on the field, then you just don't, don't make that move just yet. Uh, you can wait till after the draft or right cl- or closer to the draft, maybe a Jarvis Landry even. That's where I'm going to go with that. On a scale from 1 to 10, man, so here's the thing. I am a golfer, and I- I've been golfing my whole life, and I do love the etiquette of the game. I love the rules of the game, and it's it builds character. It's not an easy game. And I did hear Kenny Pickett on Pat McAfee's podcast last year saying he's not a big golfer. But when I saw the shirtless pictures first, I don't care. Like it really doesn't bother me that much. As a as a fan of the Steelers, it's not controversial in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but then I'm 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 thinking about okay, as a golfer, that looks like a really nice golf course he was on. Like okay, dude, like can you at least put a shirt on? Like it's it's not that big of a deal to wear a shirt. But I really don't care. Like honestly, on a scale from one to ten, how upset? As a fan, I'm a zero. Not not at all. As a golfer. It's a five. Dude, put a shirt on. I don't think he wore I don't think he went shirtless the whole time. They were all doing it. I saw the uh, Instagram story, so it is what it is. All right, Heath Davis asked several questions. All right, El Jefe, first question. Do you believe the Steelers are working on a deal with Edmonds now, or are they letting him test free agency and decide if he wants to come back? I am a firm believer that the Steelers will put an offer on the table, slide it across. Hey, Terrell, here you go, man. Here we go. This is what we're willing to offer you. You want to test the free agent waters? Go for it. If you don't find what you like, that offer's still on the table. But it's only going to be good for so long, so you won't, You want to come back. I, I think that's how they do business. I hope he comes back. I really do. Question two from Heath. KP8, I'm not saying your nickname, Heath. I'm not doing it. Threw for 2,440 yards, seven touchdowns, nine interceptions. You're not including rushing touchdowns, whatever. 63% completion, 76.7 pass rating. If he takes the mythical huge jump in year two, what stats most likely increase? Based on the team, do you think he will be a run or pass or first, a run or pass first offense? All right. I think that the number one thing that would jump are the touchdowns. He'll get the yards just based on the based on the simple fact that's the way the NFL set up anymore. I think it's the touchdowns. 
So I would see a double double the touchdowns, go to 14 touchdowns. Interceptions come down to about seven. I like the two-to-one ratio. I'll take it. Uh, I think there'll be a run-first offense. Use the, use the run to set everything up. Last question from Heath. Uh, question three, April Fool's Day is coming up. Who is most likely to pull a prank in the BTSE office? If you could prank anyone, who would it be and what would you do? I think the one that would be most likely to pull a prank, it depends on the kind of prank. So if it's one of those like whoopee cushion pranks, that's Brian Davis. He would be that guy that does something that's kind of like, uh, you know, joking, uh, Someone that puts the cellophane up across the door so when someone walks through it, they don't see it, but they, they run into it. That's that's a Brian joke, okay? But in terms of if someone's pulling an actual prank, that's probably like a Tony Defio. He's that guy that – or Jeffrey Benedict. You know, he's that guy that does that little – sends out an email that you got fired and you think you just lost your job. Ah, April Fool's. Like that's that's a little bit – that I think that's more up their, their avenue, okay? So good questions, uh, he, thank you as always. King Tibbs, since the Steelers signed two guards and no tackles, is it more likely they'll try Nate at tackle or have him and Dots in his depth? I think that they're going to have both of those guys. They're, they're going to battle it out. Depth, versatility, the more you can do, the better. And that's what I'm trying to say is that, that you can't rely on the Steelers. And I've tried to mention this. If I didn't articulate myself well, I apologize. You can't rely on having the same five players play the entire season like they did last year. It just isn't normal. So you got to have depth, and that's what they did. Diego Fernandez says, how do you rate Khan's free agency so far? As it is, can we assume the Steelers have a better roster now than at the end of the season? I would say that they do, especially on offense. As for defense, could it – ah, jeez. Uh, inside linebacker, yeah, I haven't seen these guys do much in terms of Holcomb and Roberts, but is it better than Spillane, a banged-up Jack, and Devin Bush? Maybe. I would say so. He continues, Deontay Johnson, Mitch Trubisky, and Chooksakor for take around $40 million of cap space. Do you see any? Do you still see any move with these players? Do they move them? I don't think so. Do you expect more free agent moves or the next one just via the draft? I don't see anything happening that's a big blockbuster deal until we get into April. We'll put it that way. All right, Tank asked a series of questions. First, if our network could be like the if could be like the Pat McAfee show and have a weekly guest like Aaron Rodgers Tuesday, who from the Steelers would you like to sit and chat with once a week during the season and what would we call it? Uh if I could get honestly, everyone's going to think oh just going to say Ben Roethlisberger. No, no I wouldn't. If I could get anyone, it would be Vince Williams. If I could get someone to come on my show every single week and just chat, it would be Vince Williams. And I, I'm trying to think of a name. Like, what would we call the segment? Um, I don't know. Something with Vinny. Something with Vinny. I'd have to think of that. That's a good one. But I, it would be Vince Williams. That's exactly who it would be. Tank asks another one. In your honest, one-sided opinion, which Batman was the best Batman? Or rank them. Movies and TV shows, P.S. Ben Affleck is nowhere near the top. My favorite is, um, and I just completely lost track of the guy's, the the actor's name. (laughs) Uh, Batman Begins with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Um, Christian Bale, there it is, nailed it. Um, He's my favorite. After that, it goes Michael Keaton, and then we'll go Val Kilmer. I'm not even including um, Ben Affleck. Last one from Tank. I know it's impossible, 
to rate slash grade the free agent pickups just off of signing. But who do you who would be your potential favorite, not including re-signing players, so just new players? Okay. So who's my favorite? I love Patrick Peterson. Love Patrick Peterson. So that's my defensive guy. And on offense, I'll go with uh, Isaac Suamala. I've heard nothing negative other than injury concerns from two years ago from that guy. Got to be my favorites right off the bat. And last one from RJ. Great mind, single like. I had a question, but you answered it Monday. Still waiting for the Steelers to sign Bud Dupree, but maybe they have different plans. If the Steelers weren't black and gold, what color could you see them being? Man, I, I don't even toy with that stuff. The Steelers are black and gold. That's it. I and All the Pittsburgh sports are black and gold. That's why I love it. It's the only sports town that is like that, black and gold. I'm not even toying with anything else. Great job from my ride-or-die crew on the mailbag segment. I thank you all for taking the time to find my Twitter feed and to submit questions. We do that every Tuesday, so check it out. In the meantime, listen, follow Steel Curtain Network on our social platforms. On Twitter, that's at Steel C Network. Again, at Steel C Network, you can find us on Facebook. I started the Facebook page and putting some stuff on there. Would love to get some fan reaction. And that's just the Steel Curtain Network. You'll see it. Also, follow us on Fans First Sports Network at Fans First SN and the FFSN NFL page, which is at FFSN underscore NFL. Hope you got all that. Rewind it if you have to. All right, I'm going to be back on Friday. I'm assuming that Jeremy Jerome Betts will be with me as well. Make sure you stay tuned to all of our content, like the Steel City Insider coming up at noon with Jim Wexel. Everyone loves that show, and so do I, so I'll be checking it out as well. In the meantime, you know how we finished out here, folks. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. We'll see you on Friday. My candle.